0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are at BYU Football Media Day. Aaron Roderick, quarterback's coach, passing game coordinator, joining us. And I'm just going to come clean right away. There's a lot of embarrassing stories about me. PK brings them up <laughs> on the air all the time, so lots of people know lots of them. Once upon a time, I may or may not have left a semi-regular guest at the station at the front door because I didn't recognize him and I didn't want to let him in. So, I just want to conclude that if you were at the door waiting to be let in, I probably wouldn't let you in either without a baseball cap and the beard.
1: I barely recognize you, yeah, I get that a lot lately because I had the beard I had the beard for so long, and yeah. and I uh, usually wear a hat, so yeah, but
0: you could just walk around, you're totally incognito I'm, I am, I am incognito right in.
1: now, yeah, yep. well, um, get yourself a card and grow another one. <laughs>
0: So it's uh, year two. you two. got a sophomore quarterback. It's BYU. You know this as well as anyone. Expectations for a quarterback never wane. Yeah. How good is he? How much progress has he made? The bowl game, I mean, those stats were off the charts. It yeah. wasn't even like, I mean, I don't even know if you can, most quarterbacks can even do that when, you know, there's no defense out on the field and you're just going through stuff. Where is he right now? What should expect? What's reasonable expectations instead of what you know? Jokers on the radio would do.
1: Well, I think reasonable expectations start with our schedule. Nineteen for nineteen. It's not just. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even just about Zach or Jaron or anybody. That we play a really tough schedule, and so I just I keep reminding those guys every day who who we're up against this year and there's no gimmies on that thing uh and so it starts there and then um but I, I we've had a really good off season in terms of uh, making t- i think taking the next step in in knowing our offense i think as a staff we've really honed in on who our players are and what trying to feature our best players and and then uh we've we've really i think in this year we've spent a lot of time just getting to know the offense to a point where we don't have to think about it anymore like last year there were so many times last year where i saw tanner mangum or zach getting the line of scrimmage and looking at their wristband because we'd have we would either have play calls actual play calls on the wristband that we would say in the huddle or we'd have notes to like remind them that like i mean it was it was that where this year now i think we're at the point where it's just uh you know it should be it should be the kind of thing that you just know by memory uh, you know muscle memory it just happens so how much more does Zach have to learn well I mean you're always learning you're always learning and he is he is a gym rat like that guy he, I've never seen a guy that likes to watch film more than him uh, I've never seen a guy that studies the game more than him and we have some other QBs that, that are are that really like to study the game too but he is it's constant with him and I have to work at keeping him challenged mentally. Like, I have to keep finding things. I, f- I just find cut-ups. So I'll, I'll make a cut-up of another team that does something similar to what we do and just send it to him, just give him something to watch because he's always just starving for things to watch. So he's, But learning is something that never ends. I mean, for coaches, you, you're, you know, you're still learning 20, 30 years into it. So that never ends, but um, I do expect him to – Uh, be sharper mentally this year, and and, um, he should take a big step forward in terms of running our team.
0: So when you show him other video, Mm -hmm. there's – okay, so he gets beyond watching you and everything that's happened last season. That's that's the stuff you start with. When you say other teams, so is he watching uh, what other college offenses – do? Is he watching what other defenses do and you really learn even though you'll play that side of the ball, you know their job as well as they know their job? Or are you giving them NFL stuff? All of it. Next level. All
1: of it. It's like, hey, we I just watched 16 games of the Chiefs and I, and I pulled out a clip every time they ran this one play that we run too. And here you can watch Patrick Mahomes run this play 83 times last year.
0: Probably um, ran at a pretty high level, huh?
1: Yeah. Or, you know, Washington State—they're a team that, you know, most of Leach's stuff came from here, so a lot of the plays they run are similar to us. It might be, hey, here's Washington State, or here's Oklahoma, or here's West Virginia, or whoever—it could be anybody, you know. And Zach needs that kind of stuff to keep him moving. Jaron does too. They love—they love having that stuff to study, and especially now that Jaron's done with baseball, he's—he's he's really getting in the film room too. So. Um, and then a lot of times it's opponents. Yeah, you send them stuff. Hey, I saw this, saw this thing. This one team does. I think we can get an edge here, and um, just try to keep them, keep them working at it.
2: How much do you anticipate whether
1: it's Zach or Jaron running this year? Uh, well, QB run game will always be. Uh, of an offense that i have anything to do with if if i have any say in it i I just think it's a great equalizer and and those two guys are both good runners right so i think we'd be dumb not to run them it's just you got to be smart about how much you run them uh you definitely have there's a there's a balancing act there but but um we we want we want people to it's no secret we want people to know you're gonna have to be conscious of our qb run game and i think it slows people down a little bit, how aggressive they want to be defensively.
0: Combination of the line having more experience and getting two grad transfer running backs in, is the play-action game going to be a real threat this year? Should
1: be. Yeah, that's the plan. Um, Our offensive line is, I thought they were good last year, and they they should be better this year. Um, They're all bigger. Man, those guys have gotten big. Um, And then, yeah, we've got some depth in the backfield, so that is the plan Definitely play-action pass is part of the offense for sure.
2: Now, I remember talking to you as the season progressed and with Zach, and you start out slow, and then we know what he does in the bowl game. He completes every single pass. And then going into the offseason, it would stand to reason with him coming back that you would throw the ball more and I'm waiting for some of these receivers to really step forward. How confident are you in that one or two, maybe even three of these guys can really take a leap forward and be big-time receivers for you?
1: Yeah, I like that group of guys. Um, you know, <laughs> this is a place where the years when BYU is good, the receivers are usually unsung. <laughs> right. But the years in the past when BYU has been really good, they've gotten experience at quarterback, and then a, a, a group of receivers that are all just reliable guys that, that do the job. And I think we've got a good group of guys this year that will that we can count on that play all of those guys. Fessy does an amazing job of teaching those guys to play every position. So we have six guys that can line up at any of our four spots and do everything. And uh, it's pretty amazing watching Fessy in the game, the juggling act he does, getting guys where he wants them in between plays i mean he's got literally just a few seconds to get it done and he does and these guys line up at different spots and know what to do they're really smart and uh just like we mentioned with the o-line and and uh the quarterback those guys all played a lot last year so i expect them all to be better this year and have have uh i have high expectations i expect a level hefo to be a really good player and Gunnar romney and talon shumway those guys are guys we can count on
0: you know, you were at uh, obviously at Utah, and you're playing this, pretty much the same teams. You have a couple teams in the north you're rotating through. Yeah. You come to BYU, and it's independence. Now, BYU, Utah, and Utah State all stay – or, excuse me, uh, Boise State, Utah, and Utah State all stay on the schedule. But how hard is it with teams coming and going every year or a couple of years? I mean, you will get a second game with Washington, yeah. but then you won't get them anymore. How much – more stressful does that make the off season, or is that a bonus because they're not familiar with you either
1: yeah i think it ends up being a 50 50 thing it, it, it can be a challenge though yeah because you're like south florida you know like I, i've never played south florida so we got to learn about them and i've never i've never played toledo before so and i know i know they're really good though i studied their offense a couple of years ago the year that i took off because i just thought they were awesome on offense um so yeah it's it's a challenge, but then it's a challenge for those teams too. And hopefully we're good enough that we present some problems to them, that they got to be ready for us in a short amount of time. And, and, um, but I think that's, that's pretty even it, the hard ones are when you, I think it's harder when both teams know each other really well. (laughs) You know, when you played as many times as I've gone against Washington over the years to play them again this year, like, man, I know how good that defense is. I know how good Utah's defense is and going against them every day for 12 years in practice. Um, you know, I know how good Clancy's defense is at USC, and so on. Those, so those. Uh, I know Grimey's got experience against the Tennessee staff. Those are hard ones for me when it's like you play them year after year after year, and you get to know each other really well. You, um, it comes down to execution, and and um, so I, that's it's a challenge either way. It's a tough schedule.
2: There's been a lot of uh, crossover between the two programs, Utah and BYU, and you're the most recent one. And that shriek continues. Uh speaking from BYU experience now, but having so many years at Utah, is Utah on BYU's head?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh that's a great question. I mean it, I think um you know it, it. it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way now, because you know, each game is just stands alone. Each right. game is just one game and And uh, but, yeah, until until we we got to get a win and prove that it's not so it might be. I think our players are in a good place right now. I think we ended last season with a lot of confidence and and um, but that is a I mean, it's out there, right? Let's let's not let's not hide from it. It's a big game. And I've I've always said it's a big game and I've never no matter which side of it I was on, I always it's a big game and you got to embrace that and it's got to mean something to you and you won't see me hide from it cuz i know those coaches at utah man they're pretty cocky <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going there PK. <laughs> not going there shut him down I you know love, i think people that... i love all those i love all those guys so if, even if i, I they're, actually cocky, even man. if i did pop off they would all know i'm kidding so it wouldn't it might, I'll might pop I might, I mean I, might, I know them but I don't like any I of them. I might ruffle some fans' feathers but those guys would all know I'm kidding and they'd be blowing up my phone in a few minutes when I get off the off the They all bug the me, each
0: and every one of them. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> Love those guys all of them.
0: I don't know what fans want more right now, you to give up some nugget they've never heard about coaches or you to continue shutting down PK. I think people are enjoying both those things and they can't have them both. They can only have one of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. It's, How long did uh,
0: it take you to get PK? About
1: a minute. I, th- I think I got him from the start. Yeah, Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. I, I, a couple of football guys. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate his sarcasm and his uh, East Coast abrasiveness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I prefer to the, I, I would use the word tenderness. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Holy I'm grief. abrasively tender. <laughs> No, you were uh, on the, uh, for folks that uh listening, you came in during the break and you said uh, we were going to bring you on or should we take a commercial break to set it up. And you said, oh, it's no problem, you know, to go to commercial because I, I can do some recruiting. And you, you jumped on your phone yeah. and, uh, you know, I talked to you uh at a wedding reception in the spring and you know you got in town and then you looked at some guys and blah 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 yeah and, and the the intensity and the amount of time with recruiting there there literally is no time off on this thing
1: no it's it's hard to balance uh your just your normal life with it you know because it never ends it's it's 24 7 i mean and if you're not these these kids now just they live in the social media world. So if you're not interacting with them constantly, you're you're falling behind somebody else who is. So has that made it more difficult? Yeah, I think it is. I people you'd think that social media or being able to text these guys would make it easier, but it, it's actually just makes it so it's it, it's there's no break it just never right. it never stops and so yeah you're right when I saw you at that wedding reception I landed f- in the airport in Salt Lake and drove as fast as I could to that reception and then I was home for a day and went back on the road and and uh this morning when I came in just it's just constant communication with guys that you're trying to get to come play for you
2: and, and now uh, with these kids are they uh the whole gamut of the of the high school uh, spectrum
1: yeah. Yeah. It could be high school kids, junior college kids. A lot of times it's their parents or family members that... Are, oh, even them too. Huh? Yeah. I mean, uh, this morning, some of it was uh, some, some players we've already signed that are coming in, starting school this week. You know, a couple of parents asking me questions about oh, okay. the dorms and stuff like that, or uh might be some communication with someone who's going to be a senior in high school this fall uh, or junior college player. Yeah. Never ends.
0: So when you're looking, especially because you're, you're looking at quarterbacks, how many quarterbacks in a year do you seriously look at and evaluate? How big a pool do you have to be before you get it down to the one or two quarterbacks that most schools offer?
1: Shoot, that's a good question. Uh, I think we, we, since January we've probably watched close to 100 quarterbacks in the twenty twenty <laughs> class?
0: Okay, so I want to follow up on this because I was I was up at a Utah practice a few years ago and you were on the staff up there mm-hmm. and I saw Jordan win. Yeah. And I didn't know he was back and so he had an, an analyst role. He's not coaching but he's, you know, part of the organization. And and so we were just shooting a breeze and, and I said, So what are you doing in this role? And he said, You have no idea how many high school football quarterbacks I watch to make sure yeah. we're not missing. Yeah. So When you say we are watching them, how many people are watching? Do you have somebody on the staff in some type of analyst role who's just clicking through quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, so uh, I have have an assistant, uh, Blair Peterson. Before that, it was J.D. Falslove, and um, we'll just—I'll watch QBs, and uh, but mostly, mostly it's I watch—I watch as many of them as I can myself, and then if I like them, then I'll show them to the rest of the staff and. Really, uh, you actually usually start with Fessy because and then but Steve Clark's been a coordinator and, you know, get the whole staff involved and we all watch them together. And then but, um, yeah, is this
0: still possible because things have changed so much in 10 or 15 years? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Is it a small school up in Chico, California? I don't know how many people know where that is, but it's above Sacramento, kind of in the middle of nowhere, basically. And his his old line is terrible, so he can't really throw the ball because he's running for his life. Yeah. So he ends up at a JC. He ends up at Cal. He's not the starter. He gets the the job halfway through a Utah game. He ends up winning a Super Bowl. Can that yeah. still happen?
1: It can. It's less likely than it used to be. Just the way things are now, you can. Uh, Do they
0: get seen at seven on seven camps in the yeah? Stations? There's just so
1: many. There's so many ways to get seen now. It's less likely than it used to be, but yeah, it still happens. There's definitely guys that either just people missed on. I mean it happens in the NBA, NFL, right? It happens in the draft. You see guys that go undrafted and end up being really good players. That's still that happens in college football, but it's less likely than it used to be. Um you know, even just when I started coaching at Utah in two thousand five, the we were still getting DVDs in the mail and there'd be like a box of hundreds of DVDs and you had to physically put each DVD in the DVD player and watch it. And that took forever. And it was, you know, there was pretty good likelihood that a good player or two would get overlooked. Uh, nowadays it's less likely, but yeah, it can still happen or, or just guys just miss it. Uh, you know, guy might be playing at a small school and it's hard to evaluate how good is he really that competition's not great. And you find out later the guy was awesome. You know, that that, that can happen sometimes.
2: We have a couple of high-profile LDS quarterbacks, obviously, since they're on their missions, serving missions. Uh, and at least one of them has already made a prior commitment to you when you speak, when I say you, I mean BYU. When you speak of recruiting, how much do you get involved in that situation?
1: Like as far as after, while they're on their missions? Or, yeah. Yeah, we, I, um, I email every single week. Any quarterback we have on a mission, I email them each week. Um, I don't always hear back from them every week because they're pretty busy, but I make sure they know it's either coming from me or someone on our staff. So
2: it's a weekly contact. Now, the, those guys, uh, as, as far as the rules, after they've – if they've signed a letter, if they haven't signed the letter, then they would be recruitable the whole time. Yeah. And if they have signed the letter, does it become a point where they are recruitable again?
1: Um no, nah, if they've signed, it's the rule used to be where they were just free game, but it's changed now. So there's there's some restrictions now that make it hard. I don't know if you remember the Joe Tukwafu situation, but um, with Utah State and stuff, that there are. It's it's when they sign now, it's better for us than before, where it used to just be free game when they were out there. Yeah. Okay,
2: it's if they sign with you, yeah. But if they sign with somebody else, then they're hands off
1: um while they're on their mission yeah i don't i'm not going to mess with a guy that signed with somebody else on his mission i don't i don't believe in that
0: with so many quarterbacks transferring these days from all over the country how much do you have to keep tabs on quarterbacks because you've heard it's a small world out there yeah and everybody's got it's it's not for people who don't know it's not just the kid and his parents and other coaches you may know on the staff who are like yeah brace yourself <laughs> and we want him to go halfway across the country so you'd be a good landing spot but it's also the high school coaches are talking and you're out Dang. there recruiting and all that how much do you have to keep track of them so you don't lose track of someone who might help you as a transfer
1: Well, I think everyone's learning that you have to now a little bit. I mean, the transfer portal is a whole new world, and this is the first year of it. So everyone's learning on the run. Um, But it's it's, – I mean, to say what percentage of of your spots in your roster it's going to account for in the future, I'm not sure. It'll probably always be a little less here than other places. But – um it's not just quarterbacks. The ability to transfer now is it's gonna be a free for all. I mean it's almost it feels like it <laughs> at least it feels like it is to us and, and um but yeah, you gotta keep track of those guys and I get a little bit nervous about a guy who changes schools a lot, to be honest with you, and I mean changing schools once in college that's not a big deal. There's good reasons for that. But when I look at a high school player who played at three different high schools, there's a pretty good chance he's going to play at three different colleges too and so that that's a red flag usually for me in recruiting but one transfer okay maybe there's good reasons for that maybe moving or or you know academics or coaching change or something but when i see guys that are just hopping from school to school to school to try to find the perfect situation they're going to do the same thing in college and i'm not really interested in that guy
2: so you know uh the conover kid uh quarterback out of chandler which is a powerhouse down there in in the phoenix area has committed to byu and you say you write him once a week well in my efforts to get him to arizona state i write him twice a week (laughs) well
1: you're gonna lose (laughs) okay no he uh, he's a good player he can throw it we're excited to get him back he can really throw the ball
0: all right, well, we appreciate a few minutes, and uh, don't take too much stuff
1: from PK. Never. Thanks for having me, guys.
0: All right, Aaron Roderick, he coaches quarterbacks. He's the passing game coordinator here at BYU, and it is BYU Football Media Day. Thanks. All right, got to take a break. DJ PK, this is 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.